0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Fair Kitchens. Learn about the Fair Kitchens code and join the movement at fairkitchens.com.
2: Now streaming from HRN, this is The Feed Feed. I'm Jay Cohen, Editorial Director of The Feed Feed, the world's largest crowdsourced food publication and social media community, serving as your daily source of what to cook, bake and drink. Occasionally joined by our co-founders, Julie and Dan Resnick, we sit down with leaders and upstarts of the food media realm. So we often say that we're, as Feed Feed, answering this sort of age-old question, which is, what do we eat for fill-in-the-blank breakfast, lunch, dinner? Our approach to doing so involves lifting up voices from culinary content creators all over the world, no matter how big or small their following is. This podcast takes the democratization of food media one step further by giving a behind the scenes look of the Epicurean magazines, websites, videos, and accounts you digest every day. We'll discuss everything from breaking into the industry, navigating social media.
3: That's been my bigger social media thing is like, I think like I just get bored very quickly. And even when things are working really well, I'm like, everyone's doing this. I don't want to do this anymore.
2: Building and growing
0: community. People are like, why is it five E's? And I'm like, I don't know when you say eats, how many E's does that feel like it sounds like? And that's why. No real good rhyme or reason to any of it, but that's also kind
2: of been our style this whole time and producing content that resonates with young and old. You know, if someone doesn't like my writing or the photographs of my book or the design, that's subjective. But if I see that a recipe didn't work, that I yeah. really failed someone. So whether you want to know what goes into food styling a magazine cover, the process of getting a cookbook deal, understanding what the hell TikTok is, or grasping how a recipe can go viral. I mean, I guess the thing about going viral too is that um, then it becomes, it's out there and, and people start claiming it as their own and that's happened a few times recently with that tart, which is sort of depressing. Mm, but... Drag them. Name <laughs> names. I'm not naming no. any names, but you know who you are. <laughs> we'll be covering it all. This is the Feed Feed Podcast. Subscribe to the Feed Feed wherever you get your podcasts.
0: So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll Lord knows that no. country music your soul, the oh,
4: Welcome back to the Speakeasy, I'm Souther Teague. I'm Greg Benson. Hey buddy, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you doing? I am well. Uh, I am fresh off of an evening last night where I went out to, I was invited to friends and family at Nibon, which is uh, Kenta Goto's newest, uh, well, new bar. Uh, his second location uh, in Brooklyn, out by the Barclays Center. And it was just beautiful. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect it to not be. It was just so stunningly beautiful. I already am in love with Bar Goto. I talk about it all the time. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite bar in New York City. This is going to be a tight race. I mean, How it's, you, it's I gorgeous.
3: Mean, now, now you're kind of having to choose like a favorite kid.
4: <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm known, I say all the time that I go to Goto every Sunday. I call it church, right? That's my church every Sunday. Um, and now it's just like I have like an outpost location. Maybe I go to church. Maybe I'll switch it up. Or no. maybe I have to pick another day. You know, is this is this Bible study. T- I don't know. Tuesday. Does, the, does <laughs> the metaphor does the metaphor stress it? Yeah, yeah, Tuesday mass, Tuesday service. Yeah. 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 yeah, there we go. So maybe I go Tuesday to Nibon and Con- uh, confession. I'll go there you go. <laughs> yeah, but it's stunning. You know, one of the things that I love the most about it, um, he has this beautiful back bar, um, uh, custom made wallpaper. Custom made wallpaper. I've not even heard of such a thing. It's this beautiful, and it runs the entire length of the bar, which is very long. And then in front of it, where you know typically all your bottles would be, there are no bottles. Zero. So it's just this super clean look, and the custom wallpaper is this kind of Japanese pond scene with like, you know, egrets or whatever—I don't know the birds. I'm not a bird guy. Standing (laughs) in a pond and these plant life, and it's just—it's really stunning. Like must see to believe. So that's beautiful. Um, So no, so not a not a bottle in sight. Just not a bottle in sight. Yeah, real clean, pastoral, super clean, and it's the same bar top, the same uh, bar top that he uses at Gotō. So it feels very comfortable, Um, and I would say it's kind of like. A little bit of flipping the style, right? Uh, Goto has a about ten seats at the bar and then some tables. Uh, this one has twenty seats at the bar and then less tables, right? So it kind of flips the dynamic. That's amazing, but it's beautiful, and I'm so ha- so happy for him. He's such a good guy. And he and his wife, uh, she's uh, she's his partner at this one, so she's she's going to be on the ground working there a lot. So really happy for Kenta and Sarah over at Niban, which means it's Japanese for it means number two. So there's they call it. First bar, you name it after yourself. Second one, you just call it the second. Right. <laughs> Makes sense. Second bar. It scans. Yeah. So that's kind uh, of That's yeah, like the, the Daiquiri number three. It's like, there you go. It's the one after number two. Yeah. So I'd say that plus um, really getting into the meat of the matter with my new book. Um, you know, working really hard on getting can that. You, can you reveal the title yet? Or yeah, or yeah. yeah we can you? Talk Yeah, about go for the title. it. Uh, first one, of course, I'm just here for the drinks. This one is called Drinks with Friends. Um, and the gist of Drinks with Friends is it's an interview book. And I've got uh, about 80... People that I'm interviewing for the book uh, that are, um, I think uh, there's a there's a tier of them that are like my heroes, my idols. Uh, There's a tier that I feel like are are the level that I'm on, my colleagues, my contemporaries, Um, and then there's a tier that I feel like they're people that should be on my level, so people I want to bring up and pull into the light. So uh, kind of kind of conversational interview with them, and then they pitch sort of a drink at me or a technique or a style that they like, and then I pitch a drink back. So their drink, my drink, it's drinks with friends. That's great. It's going to be pretty cool. What have you been up to this week?
3: Ah, uh, let's see. Well, I'm working on, I'm working on um, the second batch of episodes for uh, season two of Bar None. <clears throat> Bar None, my second our... favorite podcast. Ah, thanks, man. What's number one? Well, it's <laughs> a <laughs> um, But yeah, we've got our, uh, our light beer episode coming out. We're doing the history of light beer on Saturday, just in
4: time for the Superb Owl on Sunday. I ha- um, so does that mean you're going you're gonna to talk about the, the big battle that was when I was a kid? Tastes great, less filling. Uh, Yes, actually,
3: that line is in there. Yeah, in fact, I, I I talk the invention. Do, do, you, do you have a clip of Bob Euchre in the background? <laughs> I, I wish I'd probably get my ass suit off if I used that. Come on, like, this, oh, come on, is he even alive anymore? <laughs> <laughs> well, now yeah, maybe, but yeah, I mean, it's like I actually I use a um, I talked to Garrett Oliver um, for this episode, and because he's a, an, an amazing interview, a super funny guy, and also a major nerd. Um, plus a major player in the
4: beer world and I mean, a major player in the beer world Brooklyn, yeah, yeah
3: Brooklyn breweries all over the world oh yeah he's been around for he's been doing this for over 30 years I yeah. mean he was he was doing craft beer before craft beer was even like a a, a term a thing that people said but um he uh, he used this quote from the movie alien and I was like I can play a little clip from the movie alien but I'm a little worried that uh, Budweiser's going to come after me for copyright infringement if I use some of their ads. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. That's I think it's probably
4: true, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like Ridley Scott.
3: I feel like he'd be down with it, but Budweiser would not have a sense of humor about that.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, well, that's fun. I can't wait to hear that episode. I love all your work. It's uh, it's always a joy to listen to you. Thank you, man. Uh, on your show, it's, yeah. This is this is a this is a fun one. There's a lot of good interviews on there. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed the one about the French 75 with Zara Bates and uh, uh, Kelly. Oh that uh, was great. Uh, that Kelly was great Rivers. having the two of them in that that was a total coincidence. It was
3: supposed to be just Kelly originally and she sent me a text like the day of like oh by the way my friend that uh is a brand rep for Cavossier is also here and we happened to travel and talk about the friend 75 together. Is it this is this is great she's like is it okay with you if she sits in i was like uh i can't send her a text back i was like oh fuck yeah it's okay yeah <laughs> that, would, that would be amazing well, right I so because kelly
4: works for Sip smith and and Zara works for Covassier and the and the long-term sort of debate is is the french 75 a gin drink or a cognac drink right? yeah so and it was, actually it's a just, great episode to like go through the history of it and get to the bottom of it yeah and and just to plug them because they
3: were uh, great guests and their program is cool the program is called uh get off the fence they sort of tour around and have uh, friendly friendly battles about which is
4: the quote-unquote better spirit to serve a friend 75 with, whether it's oh, cognac or gin. Better. Jen. They don't go for more classic. They go for better. Yeah, exactly. Which, I, frankly, that's what I want to go for. I don't <laughs> care if it's classic. I want it to be the best. Exactly. Right? I mean, my, my philosophy is why not have one of each, but. Uh, I mean, yeah, well, yeah. Split or split the, the difference. difference.
3: Or split the difference. I've had some pretty good split
4: the difference ones. I mean, I love splitting gin into into cocktails with with uh, darker spirits. Sharpie mustache. Come on. There you go. Um, well, all right. Enough chit chat between you and I. Uh, <laughs> we got a couple of guests in the studio. Plus, we got some stuff to drink today, so we need to cut to the chase and get right into it. Um, first, uh, I guess our our main guest on the show today um, <laughs> uh, is. I'm going to butcher both your last names. God damn it. Um, I'm not even going to try yours anymore. I was going to try it. I'll say it after you, Alan. Say your last name. Ruesga Palayo. <laughs> <laughs> Ruezga Palayo. Ruezga r- Palayo. Off the tongue. It does roll off the tongue with <laughs> yeah. a bunch of R's. And Alan, you're you're currently the um, North American brand ambassador for Casadores uh, Tequila, which is some delicious juice, and you brought us a couple of marks here. We're going to taste some of that while we're here. And then uh, your pal, and my pal, and everybody's pal, Colin Asare Apia. Am I nailing it? Uh, almost. Damn it. Colin Asare Apia. Oh, uh, okay. I got the first yeah, one, but not the second one. Apia. Apia. Yeah, and you my good my good friend are the trade director of culture and lifestyle for Bacardi brands what the fuck does that even mean <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean first of all you. first of all, it means you show up everywhere and you look very stylish yeah
5: um yeah <laughs> that that too but it's um it's definitely a title um that we coined within uh the business um my role uh, within the business is really to build a more equitable table for everyone from diverse backgrounds to have a seat at the table within the industry. And as you know and we all know, um, now's the time to really celebrate the diversity within the industry. And my More than role everything really, right? yeah. yeah, my role's really um geared towards doing that. And hopefully there'll be more people like myself um, doing that kind of role. So
4: you just get to be the champion of this this movement. Yeah, of course. This movement which is I feel like it's like a, I don't know, how do you what, what starts off really slow and then gets faster and faster? I feel like um, that's what this movement is, right? Yeah. It's been going on for decades. It's starting to get faster and faster. Yeah, it's definitely. We're, be, we're being more open and more welcoming and all that stuff. Everyone's In every field, not just open.
5: ours. Yeah, not just ours. Not just ours. I mean, across all industries, people are becoming more open um, and more welcoming. And um, I think it's, it's definitely the right path and the right track for all of us to be on.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. And you're doing some great work, too, right? Talk to me a little bit about um, the show that you did in uh, in Africa. Oh, right. Yeah, we did. Um, cocktail Kings. Yeah, Oh, no.
5: In that one. Uh, no, we did um, a cocktail show with Barman TV. Um, oh, that, that one. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was basically to find the best um, cocktail bartender in West Africa. And some of the bartenders that I met, they were absolutely sensational. They spend a lot of time actually listening to your show, lads. Wow. Just right. so you know, well, yeah, you guys go, are man. famous <laughs> all yeah. across the continent. <laughs> 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 I
3: expect, uh, I expect lots of free drinks the next time. <laughs> I, yeah. I, right. think yeah a, I think <laughs> you should. I think you should visit West Africa.
5: Yeah, visit West Africa. Yeah, I mean, definitely. it's on my
4: list. You know, I, I got yeah. bit by the travel bug some years ago. You were on the very beginning of that. Mm. Actually, at that time I saw you uh, yeah. in London, uh, that, was yes. like, that was only like my fourth time out of country. And I've now been out of the country like a dozen times. Um, yeah, yeah. frankly, I, I talk about it a lot with people that that particular experience with you sitting at Duke's bar having a martini was I mean, was, was I think inside my top I, I say top five just to give myself some leeway. It might be my <laughs> best drink experience ever. Yeah, right. To get a, a, a martini made for us at Duke's, and exactly, it just like the pomp and circumstance, and just fucking delicious and delightful, and yeah. whatever. And, and your company, of course, was great. And yours too. Of of come on. <laughs> um,
5: <laughs>
6: I was probably half in the bag. Like, <laughs> I'm remembering it like it's That's why it was so was, delightful. I remember yeah, yeah. like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should say it, hi right? to all the fellas from uh, South Africa. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah,
4: yeah. Um, and, and that that show, I watched some episodes of it. Uh, I don't know where, wherever it was streaming or whatever, because yeah. I was interested to see what you're doing. Those folks seemed super um man i watch a lot of competition stuff sure. bartender competition stuff i go to a lot of them i judge a lot of them mm. i gotta say whether or not because i can't taste the drinks when i'm watching these things whether or not the drinks were good yeah. the sheer amount of fucking enthusiasm of those folks yeah. was, was over the top of anything i'd ever seen yeah right yeah they've they've been lucky in that um
5: you know the internet's helped uh that industry develop um, over the years and now um, p- with people like myself and of course one day all of us uh, here in this room are going to go and of course share our knowledge and our passion uh, for the industry. More and more people are going over there and sharing their passion and pe- you know the kids are like soaking it up and you know really um, taking it on and you know there's it's uh, what makes me laugh is in Ghana the number guess what the number one Drink spirit that all the bartenders like. Tequila.
4: Really? Ooh, really? Yeah. Tequila is number one out there.
5: Tequila is the number one uh, drink for bartenders. All bartenders all gravitates towards uh, tequila. Everyone does tequila shots and everyone work, loves to work with tequila. Um, in, See, in my Ghana mind starts and, thinking like, is Nigeria, my friend yeah. just
4: blowing smoke because we're about to talk about tequila? No, it's very <laughs> yeah. true. No, it's, <laughs> is no, is he setting up the show? Yeah. The funniest,
5: <laughs> no, because the funniest thing is there is um, there's a gentleman by the name of, self-pronounced, his name is Tapatio. Tapa Tio. Yeah. And he named himself after. Uh, yeah. You know, you, know, you know what
6: it means? <laughs> <laughs> you know what it means, tapatio. No. Yeah. Tapa is someone who born and raised in Guadalajara. Yeah. So the, the Hatsas, tapatio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so basically, if you are uh, from New York, you are a New Yorker. If I am from Guadalajara, I am a Tapa Tio. Got it. Yeah. Oh. oh interesting. Yeah. So had, I don't know.
4: Who knew? I just always thought it had something to do with uncle. Isn't Theo uncle?
6: Yeah, oh, it kind of makes sense.
4: I never thought of it like that. Yeah, Yeah, I just always thought it was something uncle on the hot sauce bottle. (laughs) You know, I don't know. My uncle's hot sauce. (laughs) Um, Well, since you so expertly moved us into this, uh, um, took a second off the air to pour us some, um, some Mexican Chardonnay. Right? <laughs> yes. uh, meaning we've got some, uh, the Cazadores, uh the Blanco, right? Uh, yes. In a wine glass here. but I'm Giving it a swirl uh, now. The legs I, on it are excellent. Yeah. It looks yeah. good. The color is gorgeous. Um, when was the first time you heard of the phrase
5: Mexican Chardonnay?
4: Well, yeah, that's funny, right? Uh, oh. Since we just talked about Cantagoto, um, uh, I was at Bar Goto in its early, honestly, early weeks, I think. Um, and I, I just lived a couple blocks away and I loved the bar from the minute that it opened and I went there and as we were wrapping up our experience um, Kenta comes over and just says you know would you like some Mexican Chardonnay before you go and I was like what the shit is that for yeah I want that what is that what's the <laughs> Kenta who's a guy I've, I've followed his career uh, he's a genius and like you know, he's always introducing me to something new. And I was like, Mexican Chardonnay, let's get it on. Yeah, I'll have a taste before we leave. And he comes back with these, you know, at, at Bargoto, they have these beautiful little stemmed shot glasses. They're tiny and elegant, yeah. but they have a little stem on them, like a little wine glass. And he sits four of them down in front of the three of us and himself. And I lift it up to my nose, and I'm like, this is fucking tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Mexican yeah. Chardonnay. Uh, so, yeah, so now we drink, we drink tequila yeah, out of wine glasses, like, like, like fancy men. Um, but also, there's a toast you wanted to reveal for us, yeah?
6: Oh, talk yes, to definitely. Him, talk to about so basically... Toasts. In Guadalajara, where mm-hmm. I born and raised, uh, before that we drink some tequila, we like to make a lot of toast, you know, to trying to make things more interesting. Yeah. And so these toasts I learned from back home, and it goes, so first of all, you have to have your uh, Mexican chardonnay in your hand, Yeah. and then after that, you have to say, with water, we ask advice, with tequila, we make decisions. Nice. Salud. With water, we Salud. Salud. ask advice, with tequila, we make decisions.
4: Well here we go. Let's, we go. Here's the good decisions, gentlemen. Yeah. Good, good decisions or bad decisions, just make one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: At least they're made. Yeah, right.
4: Mm. Man. That's delicious. Mm, that is delicious. Uh and easy easy drinking. Uh dangerous dangerous juice for mid afternoon on a on a Wednesday. Um, it's just sure it's fine. It's seven o'clock in London. Yeah, there right. you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a guy who travels all over the place, you're never you can pick what time you want to be. Yeah,
6: Basically, yeah. yeah, that's the truth. The, yeah, always tequila six years. O'clock.
4: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Alan, talk to us a little bit about, um, you didn't just, you know, no one's born into the role that they're in. Uh, what were you doing before you took this role? Because you've only been doing this for a short time, right?
6: Yeah, it's been actually less than two years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, before that, I think the last time I saw you on a bar, were you, a da- you were a Dante, right?
6: I was, uh, I worked at Dante, uh, and then before that, I worked, I was working at the same time as Seamstress, and then I was working at the same time a Meta. Uh, yeah. And then after that, I Three jumped. jobs.
4: That's the New York hustle for a bartender, oh, yes, man. Yes,
6: yes. It was a, an amazing experience because each of them, they have completely different kind of like a style. Please stop, different style, completely different neighborhood, like completely different mm. like uh, clientele. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So for me, it was, it was very exciting because I, I had like, I could wear different kind of hats in each bar. So one of them, it was like a very, like a cocktail forward the other one it was like a more relaxed the other one it was more foot forward so it was very interesting i have a, like a great time and and then uh then after that i i jumped into to this role of, as a uh, the North america tequila cazadores ambassador which is crazy because i never had an ambassador role before and i was like oh yeah you're going to represent tequila all over north america i was like uh, okay so that means that I can drink tequila for free. It's like, a yes, you can <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: you drink tequila for free, but also you're you know it's not like being you know even even something quote unquote small like the East Coast ambassador North America, that's Canada, that's America, that's Mexico like that's massive for your first ambassador role
6: yeah i uh, I, I, I definitely travel a lot, uh,
4: Colin, how's he doing? He's doing an amazing job. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for asking. Thank you you so much for asking.
5: I was just about to say, actually, he's doing an amazing job. And for someone who just literally, I remember on his first day, um, I welcomed him into uh, the team with a glass of Mexican Chardonnay. And um, we, you know, I toasted to the fact that he is now about to embark on an amazing journey. And, you know, he had an opportunity to really showcase not just himself and the brand that he was working for, but also to really build up, you know, um, the bartenders that he met along the way. And he's done an amazing job. I mean, he took to it like a duck to tequila. I mean, is
4: that a phrase? (laughs) It is. It can be now. Uh, Ducks famously
6: love tequila, after all. I mean, hello. They love swimming in it. For for, for me, it was amazing because, you know, I'm from Guadalajara, so the state of Jalisco. Yeah. And, and so, Cazadores is from Jalisco, and growing up in Guadalajara, it, it, you know, when, when I was like around 16 years old, you know, my parents, they were very uh, uh, social, so I used to make a lot of reunions or parties at home, and my entire family, and always the tequila that was part of the parties, it was Cazadores, so when I had the interview for this position, I was in Miami in the headquarters, and they were like, okay, Alan, so why do you believe that you would be the proper guy to have this job? And I was basically, I just told them that. It was like, a, it's just, Casares has been part of my life, when, you know, since I was like 16. Right. Or- which, which in Mexico, you are legally to drink Not 18, 18. <laughs> but I don't know what happened right there. <laughs> right.
4: But I mean, even, it was part of your life even before that, right? If it was at the party, every time your parents threw a party, it was there even when you were you know, the you, the vision of the thing, whether you were tasting it or not. You know, I have a similar thing, too. You know, um, I'm a huge, it's no secret, I, everybody knows I'm a massive fan of old overhaul rye whiskey, the longest continuously produced rye whiskey in the world. I say the whole thing every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a fan of it because it's the def- it's delicious. I love it. It's one of the first whiskeys that I ever really drank when I became a, a drinking agent. I, I never had a drink until I was 22 years old, actually. Wow. Yeah. Oh, weird. i yeah. making Fox. it for lost time
3: now, eh? Weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> crushing
4: it. But old overall rye whiskey was around my house as a kid, right? It was always around, right? So I had this like weird brand familiarity or brand loyalty even to some degree before ever having it. Right, so I feel like that's the same for you, right? Yeah, so there you go. So you kind of grew up with this thing. Um, so you had like, you know, even if you're not drinking the thing, you're hearing about it in casual conversations with your parents, talking to each other. Oh, let me pour you something. You know, I'm gonna pour you this. It's the Casadores. So you got the, the some of this knowledge just sort of seeped in and is deep in you already. That's pretty interesting. Yes. Um, it is time to take a quick break so we can hear from our sponsors. Keep the show on the air. Uh, we're gonna come right back and keep talking about tequila and 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 I don't know what else we're we gonna talk about today, guys. <sighs> Traveling the world? Yeah.
5: Traveling the world. Yeah. All right. We're going to make, put a, a bigger rights. table. Building a bigger table? Yeah. More
4: equitable tables. More equitable. Not just yes. bigger, but more equitable. Oh, I love it, exactly. All more right. We'll be right back after this message.
1: This episode is brought to you by Fair Kitchens. The food service industry faces a challenge. More people are eating out, yet restaurants are losing talent. Why is this? Research by Fair Kitchens reveals a serious well-being issue within professional kitchens. 74% of chefs are sleep deprived to the point of exhaustion. 63% of chefs feel depressed and more than half feel pushed to the breaking point. This can't be ignored. Fair Kitchens is a movement based on the belief that a positive kitchen culture makes for a healthier business. By taking the pledge to be a Fair Kitchen, they'll provide you with free information, tools, and resources to help you take action towards making your restaurant more stable, productive, and happy, which positively affects the guest experience. It's time to act now. Learn about the Fair Kitchens code and join the movement at fairkitchens.com.
4: And we're back on the speakeasy. Uh, we're hanging out with um, Alan and Colin. Uh, we're talking about tequila or Mexican Chardonnay, however you want to refer to it. We're drinking it out of wine glasses <laughs> like fancy men. Uh, it is, you know, midday. We're drinking tequila out of wine glasses. That's fancy. Um, so you you took this role. You you've been uh, you you admitted to to the team in your interview that you'd been around the brand literally all your life because it was in your home as a kid and growing up. Um, it's from your home state of Jalisco. Um, so how are you enjoying the gig two years in? Okay, just talk about it. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Well, basically, what is, what, you know, I, I think I have a lot of ambassadors on. And I frankly sometimes don't know what ambassadors do. Yeah, right. <laughs> they uh, just roll around and, like you said, you drink tequila all day for free. Yeah, I'll take that job. I uh, uh, yeah, that, have
6: definitely... to drink tequila for free every day. <laughs> it's that's definitely one of the highlights. It's just uh, for me, you know, drinking tequila. It just uh, connects me to my roots, uh, you know, from back home in Mexico. And and for me, it was uh, even before being the brand ambassador of uh, Tequila cazadores. When I moved to United States, like uh, it's been like almost 16 years ago, I always I feel like I've been the embrassador of my own country. You know, always talking about tacos, talking about like, uh, you know, uh, different kind of beverage, tamales, uh, tejuino, everything. It goes back to my roots. I feel like uh, I've always been like, trying to talk about, you know, back home. So now that I have the opportunity, that uh, still continue talking about my Mexican roots, but just with tequila, yeah. I couldn't have like a better, perfect job. Yeah. And and basically what I do is just educate, uh, basically the consumers, uh, the trade, uh, the sales uh, uh, rep from from all over uh, North America. Which for me it is a huge, uh, account, you know, I feel very honored for me being one of the persons. To give them the inspiration so they can go and talk about it and they they can be the Tequila cazadores ambassadors in, you know, all liquor stores and restaurant bars and, you know, spread the love.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's very baked into the whole situation for you. Um, You know, I, I like the way you sort of refer to yourself as an ambassador of your home first. And then an ambassador of this product, second, right? Like, that's pretty cool. I think we all do that, right? No matter where we're from, we talk about it all. I talk about, I grew up in the South, I talk about things that are Southern all the time. Anytime I see, a biscuit on a menu. I order it and I complain about how it's not right. <laughs> that's the joy of being from somewhere, right? It's, like, yeah. oh, it's not as good as it is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. This isn't right. These this aren't the grits. Well.
3: <laughs> I, well, that's the that's the funny thing about being from D.C. is we have like three things. We have the Ricky, we have Mumbo Sauce, and we have the Half Smoke, and like that's it. Those are like the three.
4: I mean, do no, you get to claim crabs, don't you? <clears throat> no, that's
3: Maryland, man. Yeah, but it's close I mean, enough. we're we're adjacent, and like, sure, like anytime I see anything that has Old Bay on a menu, whether it's like, well. If if, it, if it's food, but particularly if it's a cocktail, I'm like, that. I want yeah, like, that. Let me get that. And, yeah.
5: you know, just to throw some culture in there, you also have Go Go. Oh, f- oh, absolutely. Hello. We have fucking Go Go. I love <laughs> Go Go. Yeah. Yeah. I just heard of this amazing Go Go band. Um, I'm going to try and see them when I go back to DC. If I remember the name before the end of the show, I'll let you know. All right. It's, well, not, it's not Rare Essence, is it? No, no. I've been jamming no, on them recently. It's um. It's, I think it's four women there, and they're cr- absolutely crushing it. But just going back to your question about um, brand ambassadors, actually, Um, and being an ambassador now for... Ooh, a number of years.
4: This <laughs> is the first time I've seen you with a beard, and there's a lot of white hairs in there. Yeah, exactly.
5: No, 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 no. Salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it makes me look distinguished. Well-seasoned. Yeah. Pretty. It's pretty exactly. stealthy. It's pretty salty. So. <laughs> I know. And the funny thing is I'll shave it off, you know, come spring. But for the moment, I'm enjoying it. But um, just go back to your question just about, you know, what an ambassador does, um, it's been, for, for me, for my career as an ambassador, um, I've always realized that bartenders, bar managers, bar owners, anyone in the um, spirits industry, um, they love to connect with other people, their peers. And so being an ambassador who used to be a bartender, as Jacob Bryce says, "Uh, Colin, you know you used to bartend in the last last century? I'm like, yeah, thank you very much, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I've been an ambassador for that long. Um, But no, um, um, brand ambassadors really do provide that. Um, face of the brand they provide the voice of the brand Um, I remember when I first started working with Bacardi brands I remember I'd work walk into um, lots of bars and you know people say oh what you you're representing Bacardi brands I said yeah and they said well nobody has walked through these doors representing Bacardi brands in years and it was something that the business saw that we were lacking in, and we've really, I think, done well in bringing people like Alan on um, to be the face of all the amazing brands that we have, and you know, also in my role as well, what we do is we, um, I try and use a lot of the platforms that we have to engage with partners. Like we have Bar Spa, which is uh, uh Wellness. Um, uh, piece that we uh, get bartenders you can explain more
6: about it actually yeah do you, you guys you do you to yeah, talk about bars bar do yeah. you guys ever hear about the bartenders boxers of course yeah of course yeah. so basically <coughs> it's a partnership with uh, the with a bartending boxing organization so they present this idea of bars bar which we believe it will just fit perfectly with tequila cazadores because in Mexico you know uh, one of the biggest sports it's of course soccer or football <laughs> and the second one, it is uh, boxing. So it's like, a, oh, you know, it just it just fits perfectly. So basically, what I is bars it was wrestling. Power? Yeah. yeah, wrestling. Lucha libre. Lucha. Yes. Yeah, yeah, The luchadors. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is our barspar? So barspar basically, uh, it is a program where we bring bartenders into uh, practice the basics of boxing, and so they they're being guided by a professional uh, trainers. And they do a program about like 90 days. And then at the end, they end up being registered in the USA Boxing Organization. And then they have an amateur fight. And this amateur fight is a production, like, kind of like a Vegas style. And we uh, invite, uh, you know, the bartender's friends, their family, all the people in the industry to come and support you know, that, that they finished this program, that they, it's it not easy, it's a lot of hard work. And at the end... Yeah, boxing
4: is, is fucking rigorous. It yeah, is,
6: um, it is. Uh, did you guys ever do boxing before? Training? I, I never did I boxing training,
4: to... but I used to have a, um, back when I lived in places where you could have a thing like a garage or a basement, I had a, I always had a heavy bag. And like to spend even 45 minutes hitting a heavy bag is like, you're, you're spent. Yeah, it's a lot, man. Like you're spent. Yeah,
6: yeah. 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 And the program has been like super successful. Like this is our third year. Doing this program, so basically uh, Tequila Casadores, and bartending boxing organization, we bring in bartenders from behind the bar to go to the boxing ring, and and, and for the past three years we uh, complete like a two, over two hundred and sixty uh, bartenders uh, working as a bartending boxing, and then also uh, we did like a twenty-two fights, uh, but basically the the fight final fights, and at the end we have like a, about. Eleven thousand spectators seen these fights all over Canada and United States. Eleven thousand. Wow. Mm. Yes. And
4: that would make that would freak me out about doing it in the program. <laughs> like I'll do the program, I'll go through all the work, and then fight in front of 11,000 people and probably get my face knocked off. Yeah, you know, come yeah. on.
5: Bartenders love being in front of the public. I mean, that's what we do on a day-to-day basis, right? Yeah. Know, we stand on our stage behind our bars, and we face um, our, our crowds, right? Yeah, and, um, yeah. We we'll yes. do what we do best.
6: Yeah. And, this, um, this, this year, we, uh, we extended the program to a new series, so because I just feel like uh, the bartender they are asking us is like a, when are you going to do uh, bar bar in my city so this year we finally uh, we extended to a uh, new cities which is that we are very very excited yeah.
4: I mean I think it's you know it's definitely uh, another aspect of the, the industry that's grown and matured in a lot of ways where we're we're more concerned uh, than we have been in the past with our, our own personal health and well-being right so I yeah. love it that when brands come forward and they produce um Initiatives and activations that, that can get people moving, get people active. You know? Yeah, yes. exactly. Like right. um, And
5: also build community, you know, bringing people right. together that had never met before. Sure. Um,
4: from different backgrounds and, yeah, as well. Yeah, making I them mean, fight each other. Uh, no, no <laughs> not that.
5: We also, we also actually have Bacardi. We do the Bacardi Rum Shakers. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, where been, been blowing up. Exactly. Where with you Tara, get to actually it. dance with Tara Fugner from.
4: She's, she's uh, kind of leading yeah, that thing. Or at least yeah, she's promoting the shit in. out of it.
5: Oh, yeah, she's definitely works closely with um, all the dancers. Well, they're bartenders, actually, and uh, they dance as well. And, and it, really gets, um, it really gets the bartenders to showcase what they do outside of the bar. Yep. Because what we're trying to do um, is really get bartenders to spend their quality time doing quality things. So, you know, dancing and, you know, uh, getting uh, boxing. Uh, we also have traditional competitions like Bacardi Legacy, oh, yeah. which is going on right now, actually, in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Exactly. You know, blessed to all of them out there. And then we also have a Bombay Sapphire Most Imaginative uh, Cocktail Competition, which is still running. I think it's in, like, 12th or 13th year. And, you know, still lots of bartenders want to pit themselves against um their peers and also um just to see stretch themselves and see where they are oh man i'm a huge
4: their... uh, you know i, I, I encourage really? my staffs at all my bars all the time to enter, yeah. enter competitions um you know I, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of those kind of things for all the things you just said it's great for uh, you know some of the kind of things that are like i don't know i don't think it's even cheesy to say but i do believe in it. it's like networking right you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna meet a lot of people you're community. not gonna meet you're gonna build some community yeah. you're gonna get to do things you don't get to do, you know, especially, like, my team that works at Amore Margo. Like, we're we're limited, man. We got no sugar. We don't shake anything. We got no juice. Like, but when you say, hey, why don't you try and join McCarty Legacy? Like, like get in there sure. and, and, like, do something completely different than the thing that you do week in and week out, right? Um, so that gets you a little bit more, I don't know, gives you a better perspective of things, you know? Like, when well, you know, I was a chef, you know, you're, when you're a chef... You cook the cuisine of the food that is is dictated by the ownership or what have you, right? True. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I don't I don't stand there making pasta all day, thinking to myself, "Man, I'd really like to roll up some sushi rolls," right? <laughs> but I don't get to do it at work. But if there was or like tacos. A, but if there was a, or tacos, <laughs> but if there was a competition, like maybe I'd be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go try this competition," yeah. you know? Like there's a you know, smoked ribs. I'm gonna go smoke some ribs and see if I can get yeah. in there just to stretch those muscles, learn those techniques, meet those people, get into that group. So I think yeah. that a lot of the activations that you guys produce are really pretty fascinating. And- yeah. I'm really glad you do them. Thanks. Thank, well, and no, also,
3: thank you. Yeah. But it, and it goes back to what we were talking about before the break, too, about yeah. building a, a longer, more inclusive table. It's yeah. like you don't, like, you know, if you are only rolling pasta and you only, like, Know about pasta, you're not going to have an opportunity to learn how to make like a really dope sushi roll. Like, you need to kind of step out there and encounter people with different perspectives that come from different backgrounds that have looked at this
4: from a different perspective than you have. Yeah, and there's a little bit of that that's on you. The onus is on you to kind of seek out things. But man, it certainly makes it easier when someone says, Hey, I'm going to offer this opportunity for you to come and make some sushi rolls. And you just kind of got to sign up and get there, you know? Yeah. You're going to make an opportunity for me to go get some professional boxing training. I don't have to go seek that out and find it on my own and, and, and go through all of the hoops of even just setting it up, right? You've set it up. Like, if you want to join, join. Let's get this on, right? So I think it's really great that you guys do those kind of things. Yes, what? So two, two years-ish, you said. You've been yep. uh, North American brand ambassador for two years. So have you, in two years... Have you yet seen all of your sites? Like, I think I feel like it's impossible. Have you been to all
6: of your, your cities even? Uh, uh, I, I've been going, I did the, the first couple months. It was very intensive, where I definitely went to. Hey, how are you? This my name is Alan. I'm the North America <laughs> <Tokyo-Savos> <laughs> ambassador. So, and I was like, a, one day, half a day, move on, move on, move on, move on. And some of then, I still have to it's like
4: dumping, like on the train, yeah. crossing, <laughs> the, the, uh, yeah. Vote for shaking Alan. Shaking hands, yeah, yeah. shaking yeah.
6: hands. Yeah. Amazing baby. experience, you know. It's, Al's my pal. Yeah, pins, <laughs> man. Al's my pal. He's got pins <laughs> and
5: everything. Oh my god. <laughs> We're doing those. All right. <laughs> I'm going to make those. <laughs> <laughs> Al's my power? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Southern said it. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Yeah.
6: Um, so, and, but then I still still have to go back and show some of the love. Uh, definitely for that experience, it's uh, um, the, the traveling. Sometimes it's not like something that the, the the nicest thing ever. But then once you get to the destination, it's just amazing. It's just. to so that uh,
4: you in on a secret you probably don't know? What is it? I'm going to let you know a secret you probably don't know. What is it? As you get higher and higher up, and as you do this for longer, you probably travel like Colin does first class all the time.
5: Oh, <laughs> get out of here.
4: <laughs>
6: Those he, days. That, that so would be funny. my dream job. No, <laughs> but of Travel thing like thing Colin. Is,
5: get out of here. No, we don't travel first class at all. That was uh, in the days of Simon Ford. Uh, that was <laughs> the golden age. Simon, Simon Ford and Raj back yes. in the day. They did. And, of course, Dmitry Lozinska, when he was the Great greatest Dimitri. global ambassador, yeah, they traveled first class all the way. All the way, And all the time. now, no, it's okay. I mean, i go coach. It's all good, man. What? You know what I mean? You get up, you get down,
6: you go. Same on plane, your, right? Same yeah, plane. Exactly. If, we've been having some kind of coincidence traveling. Oh, yeah. We do. We keep
5: bumping into each other on a plane. I mean, we don't see each other, you know, uh, normally in Brooklyn, and then we we'll just end up at an airport getting on the same place somewhere.
4: Yeah, yeah. You know, which is
0: See,
5: we now, normally, now knowing, Yeah, but the funny thing is, which is normally what happens with a lot of ambassadors. And that's what uh, made me start uh, the brand ambassadors Christmas brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started it what ooh, nine years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And now every single, um, every single December, we get all the ambassadors in New York together to sit down, break bread and say hi right, and show some love. You know what I mean?
4: Right. Because I feel like similar to my feelings about being behind the bar. Yeah, um, I always joke and say, you know, uh, we all work for the same company. It's just different branch offices, right? Yeah, that's how we feel. The boomerang—that's the—that's the Basically. thats the inner office memo, sure. right? It's going from from you know, office to office. Put it in the but I feel like tube and just. We we work together, but we don't get to see one another ever, right? Yeah. So I love that that notion because yeah, all the brand ambassadors are doing a similar job, mm-hmm. you know, out there trying to promote things and and involve people and engage people. Yeah, um, but you don't get to like hang out a lot. No, so it's cool that's that, it's not cool true. that you, it's cool that you've created something yeah. at least once a year we
5: can sit down yeah, together. Yeah, we try and do that. Also I find um you know cocktail festivals I mean, Sure. Um, they try it, we have BCB here in uh, Brooklyn long may it stay in Brooklyn. Um, and <laughs> you know I petition for that and I think it does a lot for um, Brooklyn uh, for Brooklyn it does a lot for the city and tails as well uh, for New Orleans I think it's a great course. it's great for bringing um, everything together that might be a little bit more costly for people to get to but you know we're all here in New York so you know BCB is definitely a festival I that love we, to you. Uh, celebrate and you know I always go to uh, tails every year I think I've been going for ooh, uh, about last 12 13 years and now I'm on the grants committee
4: as well actually. Yeah, well, um, I'm on the, the I'm on the selection committee You're now selection? for BCB.
5: Yay! Well done. so so awesome.
4: I'll be uh, uh, Angus Se- and I and, and a bunch of people will be going through all the all the submissions yesterday it was whatever yesterday was 27th 27th mm. was the final day for submissions. Yeah. So now we got to sift through them and see who's going to be on the stages at BCB for yeah. the upcoming BCB Brooklyn. Yeah.
5: We just did um, we just actually just closed the submission process actually for the Grey Goose uh, great Bar Race Grant. Greg is uh, doing this uh, industry event, uh, which we started last year in Key Markets. And it's um, basically it's based on the French... Um, it's on a French waiter's famous French uh, French waiter's race that I used to do in Paris, mm-hmm. where people carry trays and they run through obstacles, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. all that kind of stuff. We do that. We did it here in uh, New York. We've done it in uh, Miami, and I think we've done it in Chicago as well in LA. And um, it's something that we're going to be doing around uh, the country. And it's basically bars getting together, so you got your bar backs, your bar managers, your waitress, your, your servers, sorry, um, and everyone coming together on one team, and it's about skill and teamwork. And it's so much fun. But on, built on the back of that, we have this charitable grant, um, which Gregus Goose have been you know, generous enough to donate. We just closed on um, the submissions uh, last week um, for people who are... Um, uh, providing uh, a platform for diversity and inclusion within the industry. And it's a great um, a grant for that. And I think Greg has done a great job of actually really getting involved. And you know i like to say get involved, bruv.
4: Get involved. <laughs> bruv,
5: that's, that's, yeah, that's your, on, <laughs> that's, that's your <laughs> pin. You have
6: your own like, an Instagram. Yeah, uh, of course, uh, My own J- hashtag. If, yeah, 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 yeah go buy yeah. GIF. Yeah, 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 you yeah, do. Yeah. Get involved.
4: Uh, all right, looks like uh, oh, Alan's, Alan's grabbed us another bottle. I'm,
6: I'm getting a little thirsty with all the yeah. talking, so mm. I think we should do some uh, reposado. Yeah, this one's a little Thank bit you. more Tequila reposado. straw-colored uh, mm-hmm. Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, outstanding. Do you guys um, know why we call it uh, Mexican Chardonnay? I mean... I, I, we'll I assume because it it's funny. Work, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Humor. <laughs> No, so basically, uh, uh, based, we call it Mexican Chardonnay. We started calling like maybe uh, four years ago, a little older than that, uh, because part of the uh, process to make the tequila, during the fermentation, we do a double fermentation. Mm-hmm. Do you guys ever hear about double fermentation? It's kind of like a, the first time <coughs> I hear about it, it was in the wine industry. They do a lot of like you know, Chardonnay in Austria, you know, old school world. And basically, it's just a malolactic fermentation. Mm. But for that and another reasons for a global ambassador, we yeah, call Prime it ambassador Mexican Manny. Chardonnay. Mari, Mari Nojosa, if you hear about it, we're talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Mexican Chardonnay. So, That's this good... is the reposado? Reposado. Yes. Reposado.
4: This guy crushing <laughs> it with the pronunciation. Colin, talk to me about Jeez. what you consider to be the difference. Jeez. We've said it a few times uh, here on the yeah. air today, but... What enlighten us a little bit uh, uh, to the difference between um, diversity and inclusion? Because I know that there's a difference, but I'd like to make it clear to the listener mm. and myself. Yeah, I've got a good I've got a good line in my mind yeah, that I'll exactly. throw out after you speak. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I it. mean,
5: um, when we when we talk about diversity, it's uh, within our industry. There is there are so many uh, people from different backgrounds and. All of those people have never really had as much of an opportunity or there's been barriers to them, A, um, getting into uh, the industry, and then B, when they are are in the industry, moving up within the industry. And diversity can mean you have um, different uh, sexual orientation um, and also, you know, you can be from a different culture and a background. And um, when it comes to inclusion... It's really looking at how we can best represent all of the people that are around us in our bar teams, you know, so to, you know, whenever I uh, go out, I always try and whenever I go out recruiting for any of our platforms, I always try and make sure that we have as diverse a group of people as possible as a good representation of the nation Mm -hmm. and of, the people that we want to surround ourselves with as possible and include those in all of the um, platforms that we have um, at Bacardi and to make it an even uh, playing field so that you're not discriminated in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, obviously there, there are inherent biases that we all have mm-hmm. and it's to overcome those and to provide a le- uh, level playing field for everybody so that they can get involved bruv.
4: Yeah, I, mean. I love it. <laughs> I love it, and I love that you're sort of the spearhead of that. With, with this, you know, <clears throat> it's no, it's no shock to anyone to hear that Picardi's mm. not a small company. It's massive. Mm. You've got a lot of reach. Sure, uh, you got a lot of brands underneath you. You got, of you got plenty to reach. So if, if the whole company is us, uh, um, you know, aspiring to be uh, on that same platform that you yeah. just described, then that's a massive that's a massive you know dent it's really uh, in, important in the for system us. right so they can uh, a lot's happening mm. yeah our good friend all of I think all of us in this room know Eric Castro yeah uh, Castro was- recently said something along the lines of you know it's um it's diverse if you've got uh, um, a crew of a crew in your kitchen that's from from Mexico let's say. But it's inclusive if you've definitely got at least a, a one Mexican in the front house working on the bar too, right? You working can be. On you, bar can, you can have a diverse house. You can have a diverse. Exactly. You can have a diverse house and still not be inclusive. Yeah. If the if everyone isn't working every position. Yeah. Right. I and mean, to
5: be inclusive and be part of the decision making process. All of it. Yeah. You Top know? to bottom. Yeah, right. It's soup so to nuts. important. Yeah. A hundred percent. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. It's nicely. Well, put yeah, out, I mean, work. it's
4: Eric. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. Well done, Eric. Who knew?
5: You knew. <laughs> <laughs> poetic,
4: Pl- uh, plucky
3: guy. Poetic.
5: <laughs> um, Hope he makes it. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, he's, he's doing all right. Um, he's probably at Disneyland again. Uh, he, he and, he and
6: uh, his wife. Well, you know, talking about show. like a, you know Bacardi. Yes, you mentioned like a, you know it's, yeah. it's it's a it's a big company. It's very massive, but at the same time, like a, one of the things that it makes me very excited to start working for this company, it is it is just now they have a great portfolio. It is also that. uh they are very em- environmental, so you know they are thinking all about how green they are, how sustainable, and they're mm. trying to apply to every single one of their brands. Yeah, you uh, got some. You got some examples with Casadores. Well, yeah, with Casadores, it's it's uh, something that I would love to. To uh, it, it's something that makes me very excited when I go. I, I got the the, the the position because, you know, a, a lot of people they're talking about like uh, you know we have that garbage shortage, and then uh, how can we think and, and, and be thinking about the future of the agave. So on Tequila Cazadores, we have a few things that we can do. Like the first things like a, on the agave field, uh, you know, the agave takes like around six to eight years to, to mature. And so how can we help the new generations of the agave? So in our case, uh, once we send the jimadores uh, to go and do the harvesting, the agave leaves or the pencas del maguey, we leave them on the field as a part of being a compost, because the soil needs that. The soil needs to be rich for the next generations of the agaves. Uh, If you continue, just reuse it without being careful, the agaves after six, eight years, even if you wait that long, they're not going to be the sugars or the the healthy agave that you need. Uh, On top of that, uh, the distillery, we don't use only the agave to make tequila. We use the agave also to power our distillery. Okay. What do you mean? So basically, once we have the agave fibers with no sugars, we create energy with a machine called a biomass boiler. And we create a Mm -hmm. biofuel. And the biofuel generates energy for our uh, extraction, our fermentation, and our distillation. So basically, how this works is eighty percent, sixty percent of our Bagasso or the agave fibers, it goes to this machine, and the forty percent it goes just uh, wood chips, and it produces all this energy or biofuel energy to the distillery, and be- using that machine, it lowers the green emissions gases up to eighty percent. So that means that we're taking about fifteen thousand cars off the road. Right. Wow, and we lower twenty percent of the uh, how do you say it? audio emissions, uh, noise M- pollution, noise pollution. Yes, uh, yeah, it's, and it, it doesn't end there. Like you know, for us also, it's uh, we're trying to be as more as you know, as much we produce, we want to give back right. to, to 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 the to the production. So in our distillation process. You know, we're trying to get, you're trying to separate the alcohols, the good alcohols, bad alcohols. So you do the heads, separate the heads, separate the hearts, the tails, we keep the hearts. So what we do with the heads and the tails, we filter those waters and, well, we filter those alcohols into a water mm-hmm. to send them back to the agave field. So where everything <laughs> starts, everything finish. So you're watering the agave fields with some tequila and water.
3: That's
0: amazing. So uh, plants it's are It's pure. a feeding, feeding, You're feeding, yeah. Yeah. You're feeding the plants <laughs> with Mexico. <laughs> cabernet. Yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're feeding
4: the plants with the thing that they'll eventually make. Yeah. Yeah. You're using the fibers from the spent uh, uh, piñas to generate energy that reduces your need for energy and reduces your carbon emissions. Yep. And noise emissions. Yes. Yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And how, and how, long, it, how long has this initiative been in place?
6: Is it new or is it... So basically... Uh, Thanks to Bacardi, uh, when Bacardi acquired Tequila Cazadores, because Bac- uh, Tequila Casadores is one of the oldest brands in the industry. It's been, uh, actually in two years, we celebrate 100 years of producing Tequila Cazadores. Amazing. That means a big fiesta. Woo. I don't know. It's coming up soon. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there. It's two years so. away and the planning's underway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be a big it's party. It's going to be a party. <laughs> yes. And and so Bacardi acquired uh Cazadores and and basically, they, they start to transform and being part of Bacardi, what it means being Bacardi, which means being very, very uh, environmental, sustainable and green. Uh, so it's very proud about that. And, you know, on top of that, we have uh, we renew 99 percent of the energy on top with the, uh, solar panels, and then on top of that, this year, we're adding, uh, I always forget the name, the wind power. Uh, windmills. Oh, windmills. Windmills. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, it's, I don't know, for me in English, it's so hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, it's not only that we create uh, a beautiful product from almost 100 years ago. It's also, you know, we're trying to adopt to the planet because, you know, we only have one. So, yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it's know great
3: of. for you guys too. I mean, that that's the that's the thing. I think environmentalism gets a bad rap sometimes. It's like, oh, it's this like you know like hippie science project. It's like, no, yeah. man. Like if you're turning your tequila into water, that's water you don't have to buy. You know, if you, exactly like if you're using the agave leaves to fertilize the soil, that's fertilizer you don't have to buy. It. Like I'm sure that's it's you know. You're very uh, self sufficient, which I'm sure is great for, for Casadores, both in and out of the bottle.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Well, guys, we have uh, actually gone a little bit long, which we do sometimes when the show is going well and going really great. So I'm really appreciative of having mm-hmm. you both on here. If, uh, Alan, if anyone wanted to get a hold of you, uh, do you have a social media you want to plug, or how, how can they get a hold yeah, of you? Yeah, I and talk think about that's Social media
6: is uh, the, the best uh, way that you can reach me. And uh, Instagram is at Ruesga. R U E S <laughs> G A. It's hard Ruesca. to pronounce. Easy Ruesca. to. There you go. No, after a few tequilas, then yeah. it feels like uh, you can not pronounce
4: it. It'll be. Uh, I'll have it in the show notes for everyone. Um, so it'll be in the show notes for you guys on on our Instagram and uh, and on the Heritage Radio Network site. But that's how to get in touch with Alan regarding anything tequila Cazadores kind of yep, in North do it. America. Uh, Colin, you want people to get in touch with you? Get involved, uh, yeah, bruv?
5: Of course. Well you know it. I mean get involved, bruv, it's easy. <laughs> it's on all it's on all my social handles. So get involved, bruv, is- the way to get in touch with me.
4: Right on, dude. I'm yeah, really thank you. Uh, you were unexpected guest today. Like Yay. we knew Alan was going to be here, then you just walked in like Surprise. a boss.
5: Well, I was told <laughs> that you're giving away free pizza and uh, drinking Guinness <laughs> Casadores. Of course, I was going to turn up. You know what I mean?
4: Really just, had to twist your arm a little bit <laughs> on that. I one, mean, didn't hello, we. just another day at Roberta's Pizza. Uh, well, thanks again, guys, for being on the show. No, really, thank you. Really I'm excited to have you for both, guys. So, yeah. us you. to be here. I'm and looking
5: forward to coming on again, sir.
4: Yeah, yeah, we got to get you on and talk a little bit more in depth about some of the things you're doing to lengthen and diversify that table. Yes. Really happy you. to have you on. Cheers. Uh, so you're welcome back anytime of course. Right. Crash the party anytime you want. Thank uh, you. well that's it for this episode of the Speakeasy, Easy guys. Uh, we'll tune in next week uh, and and uh, you know if you if you take a moment to go uh, like and subscribe uh, that that always helps us. Press all the buttons. Cheers guys.
6: Cheers. 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 with your rock
0: roll lord no. that country music's going to save your soul. Oh, right. oh.
4: The Speakeasy is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network.
0: Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place.